This is the Troll Patrol. Live. With Justin. Freaking. Just so you know, I'm woefully unprepared tonight. I rushed to even sit down here at this time. Welcome to the Troll Patrol. Live. I like I had to brew tea. I forgot I didn't have any tea. Good lord, I might have left the stove on. Welcome to the Troll Patrol! Live! What day is it? It's a freaking... Is it Tuesday? Tuesday. It's a freaking Tuesday! (laughs) You thought I had my shit together? No. But now, was I laying in bed at 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock in the morning last night? Learning more about the Seattle seawall than I ever wanted to know? Yes. Was our caller from last night wrong? Yes. <laughs> because of course he was! Because Rywiggers are morons. So if he calls back, you you damn well better believe I got the goods. <laughs> And I'm going to try to see if he'll admit that he was wrong, but you know the way they are. Just got to move those goalposts. I've got somebody on Twitter. I've only had a Twitter back for a couple of weeks. I've got somebody on Twitter. They've had to have followed me over from YouTube or something. Because like this morning, they're like, good morning. I'm not a right winger. I don't know who the fuck you are, but more than likely you are indeed a right-winger. For those who don't know the story, I used to call people dumb fucks on Facebook. They don't let me call people dumb fucks anymore. Now I can say, now I can say, it's a shame Facebook doesn't let me call people dumb fucks anymore. I use that one quite often. But that is how I came up with right-wingers are morons. It gets around... Rules on targeted harassment. And it encompasses everybody that I usually want to insult. Libertarians, the entire Republican Party, and most of the Democrats. Thank you. I do think I'm a dumb fuck most of the time. But I know my limitations. I, as I, as I said many times in the call last night, I don't know about that. I'm not educated enough on that topic. Because I'm willing to admit I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about when it comes to certain things. And I always try to get, oh, no, no. Here's, here's me making a correction. I said shell oil from Canada. It was Canadian tar sands. It's the same concept. It's a sedimentary substance that has oil seeped into it that is very expensive to refine. However, like, it's not the same. Like, Canada's got sand. We got shell out in Utah or some shit. That's that's where I fucked up. But, like, you know... Understandable that I got those two things confused. I found this on the Facebook today. Hey, Crypto Bros, we are hiring something like $3 billion in value was wiped out in cryptocurrency. Don't affect me none. 
Phone lines are open. If somebody wants to call in and harass me, I encourage it. 917-830-4359. Or if you want to hop in the Discord, if you're more technologically savvy, just tell me you're in the debate freaking voice channel. Make it happen. What are we going to talk about tonight on the show? So much news to cover. All the shit we didn't get to last night. A Georgia grand jury has been impaneled to look into criminal charges against former President Donald Trump. We're going to go into the fake elector scheme. Newt Gingrich saying that people on the January 6th committee might be jailed. We're going to talk about the Virginia Attorney General firing one of the members of the January 6th committee, for seemingly no reason. Plus, I've got video of Candace Owens upset about Saturday Night Live. I didn't put it on the I didn't put it on the list, but I've also got Laura Ingram. I'm going to find that video at some point in time. Laura Ingram upset about Kate McKinnon's depiction of her on Saturday Night Live. Candace Owens upset about Eagle Wodum's depiction of her on Saturday Night Live. I didn't see Ted Cruz complain about A.D. Bryant doing doing an impression of him. Maybe he knew it was pretty spot on. We're going to talk about Alex Jones, who apparently pleaded the fifth over 100 times while talking to the January 6th committee. Unfortunately, we're going to have to... We're going to have to watch Nancy Pelosi's announcement... She is running for re-election. You guys know how I feel about Nancy fucking Pelosi. I thought she should have retired fucking ten years ago. I think I really did leave the stove on. Hold on. Nope, 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 nope. I told you I was I was rushing to sit down here. We're going to talk a little bit about the Ukraine. Apparently, the Democrats are putting together a bill they're going to rush through. No concern for how much it costs. Apparently, it's going to pass. No problem. A bill to uh, beef up Ukrainian defense. We're going to pull up an article from back in 2014 that shows the less United States citizens know about the location of the Ukraine, the more likely they are to want intervention, and that makes perfect fucking sense. We're going to talk about a hospital in Wisconsin that was underpaying their staff. Eleven members of their staff decided to go to a different hospital. The hospital sought a court injunction to block, to block the nurses from, I'm, I say the in front of a lot of things. It's the Netflix, it's the Facebook, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a little quirk of mine. My apologies. The Hulu. Gonna play the PlayStation. 
It's just, it's just a thing. But don't look at me funny. <laughs> oh shit. We're gonna talk about a woman who wants to shake up national union scene. Her name is Sarah Nelson. We're also we're gonna discuss the protests from around the world. Apparently. Uh, Bobby Kennedy had to apologize for comparing mandates to the Holocaust or Anne Frank or some shit. I'm a fan of Cheryl Hines, who plays the former Cheryl David on, on Curb Your Enthusiasm. She's married to Robert F. Kennedy Jr., my husband's reference to Anne Frank at a mandate rally in D.C. was reprehensible and insensitive. <laughs> oh, God. This is not the first time. This is not the first time he's had to apologize for comparing vaccines to the Holocaust. Oh, my God. Apparently he did it back in 2015. Oh, as long as we're talking about uh, shit that happened in the past here. Apparently, I learned after we got off of here last night that uh, Peter Ducey, Peter Ducey. Apparently that is not the first time Peter Ducey has been called dumb by somebody. Back in 2008, he was on the campaign trail covering the presidential candidates. One Mr. John McCain had this to say about Peter Ducey, who uh, Joe Biden called a stupid son of a bitch last night. With the president afraid to the point that you are not going to support anything that he comes to you and asks for? Why would for? you say something that stupid? Why would you ask something that dumb? Huh? My job as United States Senator... <laughs> so apparently picking on dumbfuck Ducey for being dumb is a bipartisan endeavor. <laughs> and even Fox News, they come back to Jesse Waters and like, well, you are a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> I can't get over that. Oh, shit. And, and then... So all my videos from YouTube go up on the, on the bit shoot on the Rumble. I Like, that is the most thumbs up video I've gotten on bit shoot ever. <laughs> so even the people on bit shoot recognize Peter Ducey is a stupid son of a bitch. <laughs> Oh fuck! We're we're gonna cover the worldwide protests against mandates and vaccines and yada yada yada. Starting off tonight, we're gonna get the latest in the COVID news, called Stealth Omicron. It's the it's the newest variant sweeping the world. Ah, oh, Jesus Christ!
Scientists and health officials around the world are keeping their eyes on a descendant of the Omicron variant that has been found in at least 40 countries, including the United States. This version of the coronavirus, which scientists call BA.2, is widely considered stealthier than the original version of Omicron because particular genetic traits make it somewhat harder to detect. Some scientists worry it could be a more contagious variant. They say there's a lot they still don't know about it, including whether it evades vaccines better or causes more severe disease. Mid-November, more than three dozen countries have uploaded nearly 15,000 genetic sequences of BA.2 to GISAID. This is a global platform for sharing coronavirus data. As of Tuesday morning, 96 of those sequenced cases came from the United States. Thus far, we haven't seen it start to gain ground in the U.S., said Dr. Wesley Long, a pathologist at Houston Methodist in Texas, which has identified three cases of BA.2. The mutant appears much more common in Asia and Europe. In Denmark, it made up uh, 45% of all COVID-19 cases in mid-January, up from 20% two weeks earlier, according to the Staten Serum uh, Institute which falls under the Danish Ministry of Health. Meanwhile, here in the United States, Biden administration and OSHA having to scrap its vaccine mandate for large employers after the Supreme Court dealt the requirement a mortal blow. Reading Business Insider here. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration announced on Tuesday that it will stop requiring large employers to have their employees get vaccinated or tested for COVID-19. As of Wednesday, the emergency temporary standard will be withdrawn. Got a little visitor up here. Mr. Sox wanted to come say hey. What's up, Sox? I knew something was going on. I felt felt the shaking on the desk. It had to be the fat ass. Smokey is a lot uh, stealthier. Kind of like this Omicron variant we're talking about. That cat ass. Earlier this month, the Supreme Court blocked the Biden administration's previously implemented vaccine mandate for large companies, saying it could not be enforced while challenges from multiple Republican-run states worked their way through the court system. According to the OSHA notice to the court, the Biden administration is working to set a permanent standard for vaccine statements based on the Supreme Court's ruling. The emergency temporary standard was initially adopted by OSHA on November 5th and called for all businesses with more than 100 employees to implement a vaccine mandate or require their employees to regularly test for COVID-19, which seemed perfectly reasonable to me. However, right-wing hysteria ran with it was like, I don't want to be forced to get vaccinated. Okay, well, you can take a test. Big whoop-de-doo. Jones is in two places at once. Wow. Blowing my mind over here. Long COVID symptoms are less likely in vaccinated people. This is according to... New study out of Israel, people who've both been vaccinated and had COVID-19 are less likely to report fatigue and other health problems than the unvaccinated. 
Data from people infected with SARS-CoV-2 early in the pandemic add to growing evidence suggesting that vaccination can help to reduce the risk of long COVID. Researchers in Israel report that people who have had both SARS-CoV-2 infection and doses of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine were much less likely to report any of a range of common long COVID symptoms than were people who were unvaccinated when infected. In fact, vaccinated people were no more likely to report symptoms than people who'd never caught SARS-CoV-2. The study has not yet been peer-reviewed, though. My best friend who had COVID over Christmas is getting his taste back, but does not come back 100% a month out. Also out of Israel, study shows that four doses triples protection from serious illness for people over 60. Israeli Health Ministry says a second booster also doubles protection against infection during current wave. Officials are mulling, scrapping their green pass restrictions. The Health Ministry said on Sunday that the fourth vaccine dose for those aged 60 and up offers a threefold protection against serious illness and twofold protection against infection in the current wave driven by the Omicron variant said the figures are the result of initial analysis by experts from various leading academic and health institutions and compares the fourth vaccine with those who received three doses at least four months ago. Sarah Palin also has the COVID and oh God. You know, I didn't pull that for tonight, but let's watch it. Let's go find it. Her appearance on Fox is bonkers. Uh, Apparently, I'm going to have to go to a secondary source because Fox didn't post it, maybe? She was on with Jesse Waters. His new... uh, Talk show. Yeah, Fox didn't post it. I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go somewhere else and find the video. Goddamn Fox. Because uh. there was clearly something wrong with that woman. Thing is for children hooking us up here with the video. Wu Tang is for children. Like you feel fine. I feel absolutely normal. Yep. Okay, but they like you feel fine. I feel absolutely normal. Yep. Okay. <laughs> oh no, I wanted the whole clip. Damn it. That that wasn't edited. That's the way she sounded. Oh fuck. It's a hard clip to come by, apparently. Hey. 
Wu-Tang is for the children. I don't know about that, but I know Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. Oh, God, does Aaron Rupert have it? I, I would like to show you the whole appearance. It's nuts. Nope, nope. Eh, fuck it. We got enough batshit stuff to go over. I, you know, I I am a fan of Neil Young, but apparently he's kind of weird. I can't remember uh, uh, a position that I, I had a friend point out that he took a really weird position on something, and I was like, ooh, ooh, I didn't know that. I... Because I'm a big Neil Young fan. And as a big Neil Young fan, I'm just going to say, Neil, I'm sorry, but like, you ain't bringing in money to Spotify. I understand your your moral stance here, but like, saying remove your music or remove Joe Rogan, that's, that's only going to get your music tossed. Because like, let me tell you, most of the people that are listening to Neil Young aren't even on Spotify, sir. You never heard the song Down by the River? Probably my favorite Neil Young song. Neil Young posted a since-deleted letter to his management team and record label demanding that they remove his music from Spotify. I am doing this because Spotify is spreading fake information about vaccines, potentially causing death to those who believe the disinformation being spread by them. Please act on this immediately today and keep me informed of the time schedule. I want you to let Spotify know immediately today that I want all of my music off their platform. They can have Joe Rogan or Young, not both. Young is referencing the steady stream of misinformation about vaccines that Joe Rogan has peddled on the Joe Rogan experience. Apparently his episode with Jordy Pete dropped earlier today. I'm sure that is also fucking batshit. Yeah, Neil, I'm sorry. You're just, you ain't winning this one. Neil's big on workers' rights and shit, though, so solidarity with him on that. I'm on Spotify, I and I've listened to Neil Young on Spotify, but I'm just saying, most of Neil Young's audience isn't listening to him on Spotify. Even, even the younger generation, like the millennials that are listening to Neil Young, are probably buying records of Neil Young. They aren't into the streaming. So, I mean, like, fucking Rogan is a cash cow for Spotify. So, sorry, Neil, like, love you, brother, but... Maybe this was a publicity stunt or something on your part. Because it sure ain't going to get Rogan pulled from Spotify. Alright, here is a fucking sad story. On CBS News, a man who needs a heart transplant is refusing to get the COVID-19 vaccine. Let's let's hear backstory. My son is going to the edge of death to stick to his guns. David Ferguson is speaking out passionately on behalf of his son, DJ. He says the 31-year-old is fighting for his life at Brigham and Women's Hospital and in desperate need of a heart transplant. His heart has now deteriorated so much to the point where... It won't work on its own. 
The family says he was at the front of the line to receive a transplant, but because he has not received his COVID-19 vaccination, he is no longer eligible according to the hospital policy. And Ferguson says his son refuses to get the shot. It's kind of against his basic principles. He doesn't really believe in it. Brigham and Women's released a statement saying, like many other transplant programs in the United States, the COVID-19 vaccine is one of several vaccines and lifestyle behaviors required for transplant candidates in the... You'll let fucking doctors replace your goddamn heart, but you won't trust them on a vaccine. Makes no fucking if the p if you if you trust the people that are putting a new goddamn heart in your chest to do that, why in the fuck would you not trust them on getting the vaccine? Logic, critical thinking skills are sorely lacking with right wingers. I assume he's a right winger. Why else would you do something this fucking stupid? Mass General Brigham system in order to create both the best chance for a hide up for this shit and also the patient's survival after transplantation. Post any transplant, kidney, heart, whatever, your immune system is shut off. Dr. Arthur Kaplan is head of medical ethics at NYU Grossman School of Medicine. He says being vaccinated is necessary for this type of procedure. The flu could kill you. A cold could kill you. COVID could kill you. The organs are scarce. We're not going to distribute them to someone who has a very poor chance of living. Makes perfect sense. Vaccinated have a much better chance post-surgery of surviving. Currently, DJ is a patient here at Brigham and Women's Hospital. He's a father of two children with another child on the way. The family's not sure what they'll do at this time. They're thinking about transferring, but right now they say he's too weak to move. We don't know what we're going to do at this time. I guess you'll die. Guess you'll die. You're going to leave your kids orphaned. I guess not orphaned. They've got a mom still. You're going to widow your wife. And leave your your children fatherless. I assume there it has to be some kind of stance, right? Like it has to be a political stance. The family says DJ has received great care from doctors and nurses at Brigham and Women's Hospital. They just don't agree with the heart transplant COVID vaccination policy. It's his body. It's his choice. In Boston, I'm Paul Burton, WBZ News. No, the doctor just explained it perfectly. Why waste a heart which is incredibly scarce on somebody that doesn't have a good shot at surviving afterwards? That makes perfect sense. Jesus Christ! I mean, even if it's not because of right-wing propaganda, the other reason would probably be religious so either way it's a stupid fucking reason i maybe they would give him the first dose do the heart transplant and then you get the second dose afterwards but you need to like follow through whatever maybe you have to sign some agreement that you're going to get the vaccination post transplant i don't i don't know exactly 
what the policy might be, but like what the doctor said make, made perfect sense. What doesn't make sense is all the fucking people out here want marching against mandates that don't fucking exist anymore. Tonight, the vac- we just we just did the story. What fucking mandate? There might be individual employers still requiring vaccination. Individual businesses require you be vaccinated to enter. Concert venues requiring you to be vaccinated. Shit like that. But there are no government mandates for anything. The entire country is wide open. It's like the dude that called in last night. Half the country is locked down. What fucking country do you live in? Because it's not the United States, dude. What fucking lockdown? But they're out here marching because the right-wing propaganda has them so worked up that fucking tyranny is coming into their lives. Vaccine battle reaching a fever pitch in the nation's capital. If there is risk... There must be choice. Thousands calling on the National Mall for the Defeat the Mandates protest, featuring some of the nation's most prominent anti-vaxxers. Tried to get a burger last night. We got turned away because we didn't have a proof of vaccination card. I'm not anti-vax. I'm fully vaccinated, but not this vaccine. Main reason being is because it's quote-unquote experimental. It's not experimental. Not experimental. We're not fully vaccinated. That's not true. COVID-19 vaccines are fully approved, more scrutinized for safety than any vaccine in history. Supporters say mandating vaccines is the only way to get life back to normal and to protect those most vulnerable. I think these idiots just think that scientists rushed this through and that the technology wasn't already in development. And matter of fact, they have found that the COVID-19 vaccine has been such a success They think they're going to be able to vaccinate for all sorts of things now. It's exciting. This shit has been in development since the 80s, kiddos. It's not experimental. But a new NBC News poll shows deep pessimism that may be hampering the vaccine effort. Seven in ten Americans believe the country's on the wrong track. And 53% disapprove of President Biden's handling of COVID. Well, I mean, we're on the wrong track, and I disapprove of his handling of COVID, but it's for an entirely different reason. Everybody wants these dumb fucks. And all I can say is we're living in extreme times. Mr. Biden suffering yet another blow to his vaccine. Yeah, you can get a traditional vaccine mandate for federal workers. High virus based vaccine is the Johnson and Johnson one. Legal authority here. Across the U.S., a tale of two pandemics, one showing glimmers of hope in the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic as cases plummet in areas where Omicron may have peaked. In New York, once the nation's COVID epicenter, the governor citing a 66% drop in just the last two weeks. This is extraordinary progress. But in the South and the West, where Omicron hit later, a different story entirely. One we're, of we're still at the top of the wave where I'm at. Records ...and overrunning hospitals. But Dr. Anthony Fauci says he's hopeful the rest of the country will soon see a turnaround. About two or three weeks. February. We don't want to get overconfident, but they all look like they're going in the right direction right now. There's a big caveat. Fauci predicting more pain and suffering in areas where fewer people are vaccinated and boosted. And Josh joins us now from the National Mall. So, Josh, was this protest against the vaccine itself or targeted more at the mandates? Well, they say it's about the mandates, but the speeches today were filled with misinformation about vaccine risks. And we asked rallygoers whether they themselves were vaccinated. All but one of them told us they weren't. Kate? 
Well, that's not going to be a super spreader event. And that's another thing is like the unvaccinated is where new mutations happen most frequently. We're going to get a more virulent strain is going to come from large pockets of unvaccinated people getting together at shit like that. Apparently some violence broke out in Brussels. Flashes in Brussels as thousands protest at COVID health pass and restrictions. This is what the scene looked like. Protests against COVID measures descended into chaos and violence in Brussels on Sunday, with some demonstrators attacking the building of the European Union External Action Service. Belgium police fired water cannons and volleys of tear gas. In an now, what if I told you that all these protests I'm getting ready to show you scenes of from around the world people took part? What if I told you they were all organized by one organization? Demonstrators earlier marched through the Belgian capital. And that I wasn't able to find out who's funding that organization. To the spread of COVID. Would you believe me? The events in Wait, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. That was a that was a needle in an ass. I I didn't imagine that. That is a butthole. Apparently they're 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 their pants have fallen a little ways down. And there's a needle in the asshole. The events in Brussels followed demonstrations in other European capitals on Saturday, which also drew thousands of people protesting against vaccine passports and other measures imposed by governments. <laughs> this is not the preferred injection side at all. Oh my god! I mean, it was it was a funny poster, though. You guys want to see what the protests in the UK looked like? Um, everybody was clapping NH work, NHS workers in March 2020, and now you've got NHS workers saying, "Actually, I don't want to be sacked for making a fundamental human <laughs> choice." Which is, you know, it's an inalienable right. So it's a foregone conclusion. They picked on the poor care. Oh God! I'm sorry you sparked that with your, um, but they with your seeming joke. Fight, it cannot win. This is the end of the vaccine thing. It's going to implode now. The medical staff, nurses, porters, they won't have it. How do you justify it to the rest of the population? You've got people who are triple jabbed and completely happy, but they're absolutely appalled that they've got members in their family, friends, who they either are facing the prospect of not being able to socialise with, to be with, or they're watching family members face financial ruin because they're going to be chucked out of their jobs. So this is not a whether you're jabbed or not. It's a fundamental human right to allow someone to accept or decline a medical procedure you know i early on when the vaccines were being rolled out i was editing this podcast and it was it was a bunch of you know bougie liberals and one of them posed the question about like where did the term jabbed come from why why taking the jab and i just thought it was like something folksy that like a 
When you're doing stories about the same thing over and over again in all these local newsrooms, and you're all doing the same copy fucking every day, coming up with different uh, uh, synonyms for words can be a chore. And I just thought, like, oh, you maybe, especially it sounds kind of British. Maybe, like, a producer heard it on a British newscast and picked it up, and then it kind of, you know... But I'm starting to think it's kind of like how the Republicans always say, you know, that Democrat or Democrat. I think it's on purpose that they're using the word the jab and jabbed. I that could have been that could have been it as well early on in the vaccine, saying jabbed in, in, instead of vaccine in order to. I just don't worry about fucking. Monetization on YouTube. Every single one of my videos is restricted, 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 restricted. It is what it is. I only make, you know, three or four cents on YouTube a day, but what you got to do in order to uh, uh, do the show you want to do. Oh. Into the video, the, the smiley face flag is kind of trippy. Now, protests broke out all over Europe. There's also this trucker protest on the U.S. Canada border, and I brought you one of the foremost experts on culture. Tell us about these truck driver protests for medical freedom. His name is Donald Trump Jr. Guys, it's happening. It's happening. We've been watching the narrative crumble. We've been watching it dissolve before our very eyes. Things that got you canceled a couple of weeks ago or a couple of months ago or even a couple of years ago for people like myself who are maybe uh, ahead of some of the tyranny and calling it out. Uh, it's all. I wish away. you had been canceled years ago. Canada, where there are truckers getting together to fight against medical discrimination. There's a convoy of trucks, tractor trailers now. Convoy. Right now it's 70 kilometers long. I'm going to play the video at the end of this thing so you can see for yourself. Because when we get together and when we stand together and when we push back against the insanity, we can win. And that's how this all ends, okay? So this is a genius idea. we need to see more of this here in the U.S., and we need to see more of it in the countries like Canada, uh, like New Zealand, like Australia, that uh, were probably perhaps known or at least thought... Australia, where they're doing a Hitler every couple of days. Uh, that could totally be gone right now. I mean, what I've seen uh, out of those countries is absolutely insane, uh, and what's going on right here in the U.S. is absolutely... Now, what's, in, what's insane is the hundreds of thousands of deaths for freedom that the U.S. has experienced. Patriots in if not well over a million. Let's face it, it's an undercount. ...willing to push back and say enough is enough to the nonsense. I would imagine, I would say there's a strong possibility that Biden put the recent vax mandates on truckers crossing the border to try to stop exactly this kind of global movement, right? If it wasn't about stopping that movement... Biden mandate? Like, mandates at our southern border. Isn't it Canada that's uh, mandating vaccines? Um, maybe they'd have it for everyone, the hundreds of thousands of people that have probably crossed our borders uh, in the last couple months. But they don't have mandates. That's just fine. If you're illegal, that's just fine. 
But watch what's going on. Watch this motorcade, uh, this convoy, 70 kilometers, okay, 50 miles basically. Uh, that's absolutely amazing. They want to lock down Ottawa, the state capital, until the mandates are lifted, until freedom is restored in their country. And honestly, guys, the time has come to end all of this now. And if we all take a similar and peaceful approach to doing it, we'll get it done. Because the science we've been told is the science doesn't seem to be based on anything even resembling science. Awesome. You don't know shit about science, you stupid fuck. Look at they go forever. This is by Action Signal outside of Edmonton, heading to Calgary, January 23rd, 2022. Convoy. More than Convoy. Very impressive. Goes on forever. Woo! For freedom! I mean, like, they are unfazed. By just story after story of anti-vaxxer dying of COVID. Wow. I mean, come on, there's bound to be a lot of Meatloaf fans in that crowd. You're not sad that fucking Meatloaf died? Bob had bitch tits. <laughs> Predicted Tom, like Tom Hanks, come out like the U.S. government has lost all credibility. I think it was in the movie. So they've hired me to to be a spokesperson. Tom Hanks narrating Joe Biden's like first year in office propaganda video. <laughs> Fucking wow. Hopefully he's behind bars and we don't have to worry about it. Wonder who was behind all of this shit? A group called WorldwideDemonstrations.com Worldwide Demonstrations. I don't know who they are. I cannot find their source of funding. That's who organized all of the shit I just showed you. We're going to go to the about section and see what we can find out. Promise you it won't be much. What is the worldwide demonstration? The worldwide demonstration, also known as the Worldwide Rally for Freedom, is an international syndicated community demonstration dedicated to emboldening citizens to push back against coronavirus-related restrictions in their countries. The event is deployed by our member organizations in each city with full local autonomy at the grassroots level. All events operated by the Worldwide Demonstration member organizations are peaceful and apolitical. Oh, you you know I'm already thinking that it's fucking Coke money. It's Mercer money. It's the same motherfuckers. But I don't know this. I can, this is a shady organization. I can't. 
I can't find out who is funding them. There is no disclaimer about who is running this site. Nor could I find any deep dive, dive into who these people are. There is no information about who put this together on this website. But the people that fall for this shit think we're the sheep. Bah! Bah! Holy fuck. Move to some labor stories. A judge has lifted the injunction in the Thetacare Ascension Worker Dispute. Hopefully they're going to explain it to us. Basically, I think it was workers for Thetacare complained about their pay. 11 of them. 11 of them took jobs with Ascension and Thetacare went to court to block them from going to their new jobs. Thanks, David. An Outagamie County judge has lifted an injunction freeing seven members of Thetacare's accredited stroke care team to take jobs with Ascension, Wisconsin. Today we're hearing from some of those healthcare workers about why they left and how Thetacare handled it. In the first alert update, Jason Timmerman shows us some of the testimony which led to the ruling. None of the health care workers testifying told the judge they wanted to be here and that leaving Theta Care for Ascension, Wisconsin, was based on an offer too good to pass up. It was, in my opinion, life-changing money for my family um, and offering a work-life balance that created more time with my children and husband. Kayla Young is one of the seven members of a specialized 11-member team leaving Data Care, which has the Fox Valley's only comprehensive stroke unit and Level 2 Trauma Center. The lawsuit sought a 90-day partnership with Ascension Wisconsin until Data Care could fill those positions. We were cordial and we, we were trying to work with them, help provide coverage when this lawsuit came through, that they would rather have us be unemployed and jobless than work for a competitor. My, my willingness... Another hospital shouldn't ever be considered a competitor. That's a problem with health care. And a meeting took place in late December. I think that there was maybe a thought that they were about to get into a, a bidding war um, and decided that that would not be in best interest of our other employees. After the ruling, in a statement, ThetaCare said that the goal was always to create a short-term orderly transition, not to force team members to continue working. And we will continue night and day to ensure ongoing access in the short term and have secured coverage in those areas. Essential Wisconsin also issued a statement saying they were pleased with the ruling and that their new employees will have their first day on the job Tuesday. Reporting in Appleton, Jason Zimmerman, Action 2 News. The length that catalytic entities will go to judge has to fuck people over is just insane. Somebody who has been a fighter to change that is one Miss Sarah Nelson, dubbed a militant leader of the Flight Attendants Union. She may seek the biggest labor job in America. Reading from Salon, Sarah Nelson, the president of the Association of Flight Attendants, who had signaled her intention to challenge longtime AFL-CIO president Richard Trumka, 
Uh, Richard Trumpka's re-election prior to his fatal heart attack last August is considering pursuing that run against Liz Schuler, who was elevated from the Labor Federation Secretary-Treasurer post after quickly consolidating her support among some of its largest member unions. Schuler is filling out Trumpka's term, which will expire in June, when the annual AFL-CIO convention will feature an election for a full three-year term. At the time she was elevated, Schuler said, I believe in my bones the labor movement is the single greatest organizing force for progress. uh, This is a moment for us to lead societal transformations, to leverage our power to bring women and people of color from the margins to the center at work, in our unions, and in our economy, and to be the center of gravity for incubating new ideas that will unleash unprecedented union growth. Sounds, Sounds like a shit lib. In lip, lip service. Schuler started her labor union career in 1993, where she went to work for the International Brotherhood of Electrical Workers in her native Oregon. Talk of Nelson seeking the job for her service in 2020. In a recent interview, she said the change at the top, prompted by Trumpka's death, had not derailed that idea. Americans want solidarity, and they are hurting. They're looking for answers. You see that unrest everywhere. We have a moment where we have to harness the power of the labor movement that exists today to organize millions more people. People don't really have rights at work until they vote for their union and gain the rights of not only a union contract, but the union's power to compel a company to abide by the law. Even so, she added, the courts, by the way, are stacked in favor of corporations anyway. Yeah, in the ruling we just heard, they were only letting seven of the 11 go to work on Tuesday, which I guess would have been today. She said that the success of her union, which is part of the Communications Workers of America and others in the transportation sector, is preventing massive layoffs despite a 97% drop in air travel early in the coronavirus pandemic. Showed labor's potential power. She's from the communication workers. That's, uh, I think that is a positive because being able to communicate is a asset in our current propaganda war. Because goddamn, we're losing. We're losing so bad. And we're, we're only losing because there's, there's so much money on the other side. And the people that follow the people on the other side, they're not informed. Like our caller last night. Didn't know what he was talking about about anything. Thought he was center of the road, calling it like down the middle. Spewed nothing but far right lunacy. By the way, if you're watching, brother, we've we've got some unfinished business. And I, I know more about seawalls in Seattle than I ever thought I would know. And I'm ready to show you how wrong you were. Would you guys like to take bets on if he calls back tonight or not? I'm on Team Sarah Nelson. The AFL-CIO leadership. Let's talk about Ukraine. Not the Ukraine this time. I... Democrats are rushing through a massive Ukrainian spil- uh, spending bill 
House of Representatives is looking to skip markup and hold a floor vote as soon as next week. Was from The Intercept. House of Representatives are planning to expedite a massive bill that would dramatically increase U.S. security assistance to Ukraine and lay the groundwork for substantial new sanctions on Russia, hastening a war-friendly posture without opportunity for dissent as concerns over a military invasion abound. Yeah. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi told members on a caucus call on Tuesday that she's looking to skip marking up the bill and move it straight to the House floor, setting up the possibility of a vote as soon as early next week. Two congressional sources told The Intercept. The sources spoke on the condition of anonymity because they're not authorized to talk to the press. Pelosi's office did not immediately reply to a request for comment how the space for non-military options gets slowly closed off in Washington without any real debate. One of the sources, a senior Democratic aide, told The Intercept. God! As of last night, I was still certain that whatever we did in Russia wasn't actually going to be a ground invasion. But the way things are looking today, we're going to war with Russia. What the fuck? Why would we do that? This increasingly smells like the run-up to the Iraq War. How in the fuck would we get ourselves into this? Now, some people on the liberal side of things would say that we need to do everything we can to support the Ukraine against Russia without actually taking any kind of action. I don't know about that. Why are we shoveling money at the Ukraine? Why is it any of our fucking business? I mean, I know Bush promised they could enter NATO like back in, in the early 2000s. I, the, defense contract, the defense contractor's so hungry. They're so hungry. They've been missing their food. Their kids ain't got clothes on their back. Now that we pulled out of Afghanistan and Iraq. Defense contractors, they're going they're they're going hungry. Fuck! The situation in Ukraine has escalated in recent days with more than one hundred thousand Russian troops reportedly stationed along the Ukrainian border while Western leaders seek to create a unified front to deter what they fear is a Russian invasion. British intelligence released an unusual report over the weekend on an alleged plot to install a leader friendly to Russia. On Sunday, the Biden administration advised Americans to leave the country because of impending reports that Russia is planning significant military action against Ukraine, escalating tensions in the eyes of local officials and put troops on standby for deployment in Eastern Europe. Last week, House Foreign Affairs Committee Chair Gregory Meeks introduced the legislation, which has 13 co-sponsors, as a companion measure to the Senate's Defending Ukrainian uh, Ukraine Sovereignty Act proposed earlier this month. The Senate bill introduced by Foreign Relations Committee Chair Bob Menendez boasts 41 Democratic co-sponsors. Good fucking Lord! Including Chucky Schumer, including the whip, Dick Durbin, 
Even uh, uh, Chris Murphy and Jeff Merkley, who are usually pretty good on things. The legislation would send $500 million from the Foreign Military Financing Program to Ukraine for 2022. amount would have made Ukraine the third largest recipient of funding from the State Department's FMF account in 2020, surpassed only by the $3.3 billion to Israel, $1.3 billion to Egypt. And we couldn't pass a $2 trillion child care, child tax credit, universal pre-K. We couldn't pass that fucking bill. Investment in green energy. We couldn't pass that bill. But we can shovel $3.3 billion to Israel, $1.3 billion to Egypt. Yes, President uh, Zelensky has been pretty much opposed to everything the United States has has said. It is the weirdest goddamn situation. The president determines that Russia is engaged in a significant escalation in hostilities to disrupt Ukrainian sovereignty. The bill would direct the White House to issue a number of sanctions. Individuals and entities that would be targeted include the Russian president and other top government and military officials. Now, if like if they did freeze the assets of some of the rich assholes that run Russia, that might have an effect. Usually sanctions means economic sanctions on trade which hurts the people of Ukraine because then you you see empty store shelves. This is an old article. This goes back to 2014, the last time Putin was playing tiddlywinks with the U.S. president. Maybe they're in on it. Maybe they're fucking in on it. Maybe... Putin gets what he wants. The U.S. defense contractors get what they want. The less Americans know about Ukraine's location, the more they want the United States to intervene. Once again, this is from 2014 during the Obama administration. Russian troops first entered the Crimean Peninsula in early March. A series of media polling outlets have asked Americans how they want the U.S. to respond to the ongoing situation. Although two-thirds of Americans have reported following the situation only somewhat closely, most Americans actually know very little about the events on the ground or even where the ground is. On March 28th through the 31st in 2014, we asked a national sample of 2,000 Americans what action they wanted the U.S. to take in Ukraine, but with a twist. In addition to measuring standard demographic characteristics and general foreign policy attitudes, We also asked our survey respondents to locate Ukraine on a map as part of a larger ongoing project to study foreign policy knowledge. We wanted to see where Americans think Ukraine is and to learn if this knowledge or lack thereof is related to their foreign policy views. We found that only uh, one out of six Americans can find Ukraine on a map. 
This lack of knowledge is related to the preferences. They're, the farther their guesses were from Ukraine's actual loca- location, the more they wanted the U.S. to intervene with military force. This is a good piece from the Washington Post, but this was back in 2014. What year did Bezos buy it? He bought it in August of 2013. This was March of 2014. The sale probably hadn't gone through yet. Hadn't had a chance to come in and take over. Fuck. We 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 lost some good journalism when he when he took over the Washington Post, didn't we? That's a good piece. Fuck you, Jeff Bezos. I don't I don't know the last time I read something from the Washington Post and was like that's that's a good piece of journalism there. Apparently it's been a fucking while. God. It's a late stage capitalist hellscape. Marx was fucking right about a lot of things. Also, that's how I know anytime a right waiver is like, yeah, I've read the Communist Manifesto. Oh, really? What's it about? Communist Manifesto is predominantly a critique of capitalism, and it's pretty fucking spot on. Never fucking know. Oh, we're moving on. We're we're no longer on the whatever the fuck we believe the voting Ukraine? Yeah, we were talking about Ukraine. We're no longer on Ukraine. Representative Stanny Hoyer, who I believe is second in command in the House, second in leadership. The majority whip, I believe. Oh, I'm sorry, majority leader. I guess the whip would be the third in the house. Boyer says, hey, build back better in voting rights. It's it's still happening. Act, the John Lewis Act, very, very important. And by the way, as you know, as I, I reiterate, in the Senate, 50 uh, senators are for uh, the bill that we sent over to them. 50 senators are every senator's for it. No. Procedure to get it done. And the reason it's the less mansion in cinema single Republican voting vote, vote for the rules the change. They're not for it. Easier for Americans to cast their vote, whether it's early voting, whether it's an extended uh, time of uh, voting before elections, whether it's uh, access to uh, drop boxes, um, or, or voting on Sunday, which they in some states tried to prohibit. Uh, they, they and why? Because they didn't like uh, some churches, African American churches, having a program of souls to the polls and, and in effect saying to people, you know, you need to go uh, vote. So uh, voting rights is very much alive, is certainly in terms of our advocacy and work. We're not going to let that go. That needs to pass. Doubt. Uh, and hopefully, uh, hopefully we will convince some Republicans uh, that this is not a partisan issue. Voting Doubt. is an American issue and we ought to facilitate it. Are you saying that you want... Um the Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer to continue to have votes on this? 
No, I didn't say that. Okay. Uh, to continue our votes, as I said, with respect to the Build Back Better Act, we need to have fifty. Uh, Lawyer needs to retire as well. Uh, in reconciliation and on, on in a voting rights, uh, we need uh, either to change the rules uh, or we need sixty votes. Now the Republicans have fifty votes. Uh, it's hard for me to believe that twenty percent of the Republicans in the United States Senate will not vote to make it's it hard for me to believe that you won't get the fuck out of your seat express their voice uh, to have and let a younger generation take over because you have wrecked this fucking country uh, at the ballot box uh, I'm tired of crusty faces I understand Rachel it is because there's not a single United States Senate you're a rich asshole go enjoy life Leave us the fuck alone. For Americans to vote, not more difficult. And they, they say, well, we have to protect against fraud. Let me remind you, Trump lied and said there would have been fraud in the election. And he went to court. I'm sorry, just, this is a complete tangent from what, what we're actually talking not about. Not a single court ruled that there was sufficient fraud. I don't mean that there wasn't some mistakes or something. Not There was no cause to find that fraud and this asshole is not who we need in this talking to Politico it is, it is in this highly viral environment who will stand up for America's right to vote and be facilitated because you can't get your fucking point across dude in a way that's going to get clicks and ultimately that's what we need out of our politicians now I, I don't I don't like it I don't think that's a good thing, but that's that's the world that we live in. Fuck. Retire, motherfucker. Retire. I mean, see, this would have been a good transition if, you know, I had been talking about voting rights like I was going to. I fucked the segue up because I went off on that tangent. Alabama's congressional redistricting maps blocked. Federal judge seeks uh, more black majority districts. Reading from AL.com, which is a, as an Alabama resident, I can tell you, AL.com is a fantastic publication. Boy, do they ever get called commie and socialist and... All kinds of names. The Alabama legislature's uh, redistricting plan for 2022 will not take effect for congressional races after a panel of three federal court judges found the map dilutes the voting power of black residents and blocked the proposal. Two separate federal lawsuits were filed against the redistricting map on claims that it violated the Voting Rights Act by packing black Alabamians into a small number of districts, including one congressional district, Alabama's 7th, represented by U.S. Representative Terry Sewell, and limiting their influence on state elections. Blacks uh, comprise 27% of Alabama's population, yet only constitute one of the state's seven congressional districts, or 14% of the districts. Alabama's 7th Congressional District was first drawn in 1992. The panel of three judges from federal courts in Alabama found that the plaintiffs are substantially likely to establish that the map violates the, the Voting Rights Act, adding that black voters have less opportunity than other Alabamians to elect candidates of their choice to Congress. Do we have the maps? Off oh, fuck. 
what they've done is this is Birmingham right here. Get into Montgomery down here. And this is what they call the Black Belt. This is the rural population of Alabama that is predominantly black. So they've gotten the African American population of Birmingham here. The African American population of Montgomery here. And then all of the rural population and put them in one weird ass fucking district. How are you going to cut that part of Birmingham out? Like, this is Birmingham right here. This is fucking rural fucking counties. Why are you going to split up Birmingham? Because it would go blue. This is Huntsville up here. Right here. Right here. It's on this line. Huntsville is split in two. So most of this is rural area. This is Florence over here, which also tends to be rather liberal. So split it up with the southern part of Hudsville over here. It is the weirdest drawn maps. All for Republican benefit. But at least it got thrown out. Now, here is the part. I'm going to go ahead and hit a content warning on this. You guys need it. Nancy Pelosi has announced her bid for re-election. Hello, it's Nancy. Thank you for the opportunity to share some thoughts with you, our VIPs, our volunteers in politics, in our ongoing engagement for the people. Thank you for being a constant source of new, fresh ideas and political activism to help Democrats deliver and to defend democracy. Thank you for giving me the privilege to represent our city and our San Francisco values in the Congress. Human rights, reproductive justice, LGBTQ equality, respect for immigrants, and care for each other. When people ask me what are the three most important issues facing the Congress, I always say the same thing. Our children, our children, our children. Get out of the fucking way! The housing and economic security of their families, a clean, safe environment in which they can thrive, and a world... There was talk that perhaps Alexandria Pelosi would run for her seat. I'd take that! I would take Alexandria Pelosi over Nancy Pelosi. For the love of God, Alexandria Pelosi is a filmmaker and has made some wonderful documentaries. Leave! Leave, woman! We don't want you anymore! Danny Hoyer, go the fuck away! Chuck Schumer, go the fuck away! Get the fuck out of here. Stop it. We don't want you anymore. Peace and where they are all welcome and in which they can reach their fulfillment. That is my why. Why I am in Congress for the children. I think you're there to get rich. This is my song. As you hear me say, when you're in the arena, you have to be able to take a punch or throw a punch for the children. 
And like I cheered her on in 2007. We're to fight against HIV AIDS. When she became the Speaker of the House. Working together, we pass the Affordable Care Act, strengthens her. Like, yeah, Italian grandmother, that's who we need as Speaker of the House. Fuck off. You've overstayed your welcome. In San Francisco, the climate is not an issue. 2012, that midterm loss, that midterm loss, that's when you should have left. Address the climate crisis. Why did you stay? That would have been the perfect time. I, Your legacy would have stayed intact, and I wouldn't be sitting here screaming at you ten fucking years later. With 21st century skills. Our safe communities I'm so fucking angry. Addressing the root causes of crime and supporting law enforcement with justice in policing. Our vision for a world at peace requires a strong democracy. And this, this is not just a problem in our politics. It's a problem in, 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 in companies. You can find you a, a good company to work for. You can't move up because the old crusty people just keep staying on for as long as they can. While we've made progress, much more needs to be done. I'm 37 fucking years old. Democracy is at risk because of assaults on the truth. The people in my generation should be in the upper management positions, and they aren't. This election is crucial. Nothing less is at stake than our democracy. We should be taking this shit over right now. We should be running shit. But these crusty fucks won't get out of the way. running for re-election to Congress and respectfully seek your support. You do not have it. Honored by it. I I hope uh, Saheed Buttar runs again. Once again, I will give generously to his campaign. Because I do not want you in Congress. Not my district, but fuck. I I want to make sure I help to unseat you. Because you are a problem, woman. I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I talked over top of... Nancy's little announcement, and you guys wanted to hear that. My apologies. Republicans seem to know when to leave. Newt Gingrich ain't still at the fucking house trying to fucking be leadership. There's been a gazillion speakers of the house since fucking Newt Gingrich. He's still a fucking idiot, though. Newt Gingrich, who was advising GOP leadership, had this bonkers interview with... What is going on with Maria Bartiromo? He's getting like... Why isn't Tucker talking about her transformation? It it is far more stark than the M&Ms. Is that what it is? Has she had some fucking work done here recently? Because like... What? That is Maria Bartiromo, isn't it? <laughs> am I? Am I? Am I? It's like, did Linda Tripp come back from the dead and start hosting a show on Fox? Oh shit! Well, here's the, here is the clip of Newt Gingrich. Uh, you're going to have a Republican majority in the House and a Republican majority in the Senate. And all these people who've been so tough and so mean and so nasty are going to be delivered subpoenas for every document, every conversation, every tweet, every email. And for some reason, Newt 
looks the same as he did fucking 40 years ago. What the hell? Evil doesn't age. If anything, he looks a little better. He's lost some weight. What the? What? What the? What? 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 I couldn't. I couldn't do that. I couldn't. Like, I, I am not of the accelerationist viewpoint. I, as, as somebody who follows politics closely, these, this past year was better than what it would have been with the Republicans, I assure you. Like, if, if Trump had won, that would have been the end of democracy. There would have been no unseating the Republicans. And if, if it happens in 2022, it's possible that that's the end of democracy and there will be no unseating Republicans. I mean, shit changed. No, no, we have to defeat the people in the Democratic Party, and we scared the shit out of them. We've done it two different election cycles. Once again, I'm 37 years old, and I've 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 seen the change in politics, and it's happened a lot faster than I thought it would. We just need to be more organized. We don't we don't need to be sitting shit out. We need to be actively involved at every level. We need to be taking over. The problem is that fucking Nancy Pelosi, Cindy Hoyer, all those assholes aren't going to do anything for us. So we got to go do it ourselves. I want my friends to run for office. That's why, like, any of my friends, you run for office, I will do fucking uh, uh, Photoshop, make flyers for you, any kind of audiovisual work you need. I will walk you through how to fucking film on your iPhone to where you look good, you sound good, and I will edit it together for you and make it look like a professional spot. No matter what the level is, the city council, the school boards, because the fascists are out there running for school board and running for city council, and it's really fucking with my head right now. I am not excited about what the next few years are going to... I never thought in my lifetime as a, like I have been in media for 20 years and it has come to the point where I could see a time where I'm going to get shot in the back of the head by the people in power for what I say here on this microphone. Never in a million years would I have thought that that would happen here in the United States. But if the Republicans take control again, it may very well. They are fascists. I mean, like, I'm not on the neo-lib freight train. Yeah, we're kind of screwed. We're kind of screwed. But hey, I guess it'll be an exciting time to do a political talk show. I've Man, I like, political talk has been the thing that I've listened to most of my life. I've traveled a lot. I was a traveling photographer for a little while. I've, I've always lived long distances from my parents. I've traveled a fucking lot in my life. I listen to a shit ton of political talk radio. And that's... I idolized Randy Rhodes and, and fucking Sam Cedar back in the day on Air America. I love the Al Franken show. I even listened to Ed Schultz when he was on the radio. Fucking Rachel Maddow. I know more about her from being on the radio than I do... Uh, her, her fucking show on MSNBC because I just don't fucking watch TV. 
I've always wanted to be a political talk show host. And now I'm I'm at a time where fucking the fascists are going to take over and I may very well be doing an act of defiance by doing a political talk show. Sam Cedar is slime. Like, if you, like, you don't need to be attacking people that are, like, on our side because that's not, that's not how we win. Collectivism is how we win. You can have disagreements with people, but you can't call them slime. Sam Cedar is very informed. I, that is not the way we win. (laughs) That is, that is how the, I wouldn't describe Sam Cedar as a liberal. I disagree with you, Monsoor. Sorry. And I don't, I don't think, uh, what the, you have never won. What does that mean? I think you have a very short-sighted worldview. Hey, you know, I'm far more of a traditionalist because you know what? I fucking, I've met Mitch McConnell. I know him personally. I, I can I can name several Congress people, especially from 15 years ago when I was doing news. I knew these people. I know I know the people in their offices. I don't support liberals. What are you talking about? I support leftists. And it's not just you. Like voting alone isn't going to solve anything. Organizing does. Having strong unions solves shit. I you're completely misrepresenting my position. And and not being American, you probably don't have a good uh idea. I didn't say he was a leftist. He's not a liberal though. I he's somewhere on the spectrum. I I fucking I know Biden's not a leftist. Biden's a far right politician. You have watched me way more than this. Why are you coming in here saying stupid shit? Like, you need to come in here and tell us Biden's not a leftist. American supremacy, what are you talking about? American supremacy? That doesn't make any fucking sense. Oh, I don't, I don't believe in any kind of American supremacy or manifest destiny or any of that fucking bullshit. I don't think this is the greatest country on earth. Monsoor has been in here far, far more than to like throw Fox News talking points at us. This is, I'm, I'm a little taken aback by the conversation. Like when, when when a right winger is like America's the greatest country on earth, I'm like, by what metric? What metric are we are we measuring by? Because let me show you the facts. We're far from the greatest country on earth, but I'd also need a precise definition on how you would how you would measure the greatest country on earth. Is it by like the happiness index? Is it by you know the Percentage of people not in poverty?
America is far from that. No, I think our system, though, with some retooling, is a good system fundamentally. Just the problem is it needs way more democracy. It needs to be far more representative of the people. I have several prescriptions for that. One of the things I want to do is abolish the House of Representatives. I want us, the American citizens, to all have to vote on shit. Some people say abolish the Senate. No, I like the Senate. Get rid of the filibuster, pack the courts. Abolish the House of Representatives. All of us log in with our Social Security. We get a UBI for being a U.S. representative. True fucking democracy. We got the internet. We can fucking do it. And the House controls the budget and the power to go to war. So it would always be up to the people. Our money is spent and whether we go to war. I don't I don't even know what you're talking about over there. Like I've I you've lost the plot on me. What? <laughs> Maybe you're too high for this shit. Finish listening to old Newt Gingrich over here. Uh, because I think it's clear that this these are people who are literally just running over the law, pursuing innocent people, causing them to spend thousands and thousands of dollars in legal fees for no justification. And it's basically a lynch mob. And unfortunately, the Attorney General of the United States has joined them. Seriously, there's a picture of Maria Bartiromo down here in the bottom right-hand corner. That woman looks nothing like that woman. What the fuck is going on here? lynch mob and is totally misusing the FBI and I think when you have a Republican Congress this is all going to come crashing down and the wolves are going to find out that they're now sheep and they're the ones who are in fact going to I think face a real risk of jail uh, for the kind of laws they're breaking. Sounds fucking fascist to me. I believe in our legal system though it just it works incredibly slow. It looks like she went a few rounds with Ronda Rousey. Ow! Ow! Damn! I don't like... Was the top of that all ads? This is from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. The judges on Fulton County's Superior Court bench on Monday... Cleared the way for a special grand jury to be used for District Attorney Fannie Willis's investigation of former President Donald Trump and his efforts to overturn Georgia's 2020 election results. We could see criminal charges from this grand jury. Now, fucking Trump's going to challenge those, and they'll probably have to go all the way up to the Supreme Court if they can even proceed with those criminal charges. It's going to be wild to see how that plays out. Chief Judge Christopher S. Brasher wrote that a majority of the judges had agreed to the request issued by Willis's office late last week. The special grand jury will be impaneled May 2nd and can continue for a period not to exceed 12 months, Brasher wrote in an order. Special purpose grand jury shall be authorized to investigate any and all facts and circumstances 
relating directly or indirectly to alleged violations of the laws of the state of Georgia. Maybe we'll see Rudy indicted. Because it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a hell of a fucking uphill task to indict a former president. I, I wouldn't even doubt that the Biden Justice Department would try to block it. Because they don't want to set that precedent. The January 6th committee trains its sites on a false pro-Trump electors scheme. I think we're going to hear from Jamie Raskin here in just a second. As I think about Alex Jones. As Capitol attack investigators dig into efforts by state-level Republicans to send Congress alternative slates 2020 presidential electors, they're zoning in on the involvement of Donald Trump's White House and campaign operations. Presidential electors gathered in December of 2020 to affirm Joe Biden's victory. The Republicans, who would have been Trump's electors in several states that Biden won, gathered anyway to cast unofficial votes. In five of those states, Arizona, Nevada, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Georgia, those electors then signed certificates claiming they were the duly elected and qualified to represent their states. Those certificates were then mailed to the National Archives and Congress. They have the fake electors. It's complete forgeries. Because these people mailed them in, they thought it was going to succeed. Now the January 6th select panel is looking deeper at the Trump's network or at the Trump network's role in that strategy, which Democrats increasingly say may have amounted to a crime. I want to look at the fraudulent activity that was contained in the uh, preparation of these fake electoral college certificates. This is according to Representative Jamie Raskin. And then we want to look to see to what extent this was part of a comprehensive plan to overthrow the 2020 election. Now, this bonkers story out of Virginia, where the new Republican leadership, which won in November that the Biden administration freaked out about, they have been making a lot of moves in the last couple of weeks. Virginia Attorney General fires the a January 6th investigator from their university post. The lead investigator for the January 6th House Select Committee investigating the Capitol riot has been fired from his position as the University of Virginia's counsel by the state's new Republican Attorney General. Democrats say the removal of Tim Hefney from his post after some three years while he's on leave from the university to investigate the insurrection is likely retribution for the House probe, an accusation strongly denied by the Office of State Attorney General Jason Myers, both Heffy and Counsel Brian Walther, Walther, Brian Walther, there we go, who was also fired from his George Mason University post by Myers, are Democrats, according to the Washington Post. A spokesperson for Myers told the AP on Sunday that Heffy's removal from the University Post had nothing to do with the investigation into the January 6th Capitol attack, nor his position with the panel. 
The spokesperson, La Cavita, told the Washington Post it's common for a new attorney general to appoint counsel that shares its philosophy and legal approach. Because it's a state university, and it's the legal counsel for the University of Virginia. So the executive branch actually does oversee the college. But you would think, you would think that would have to go through the, uh, 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 they usually have like a board of regents or something. You would think that would have to go through them. We live in a fucking crazy-ass world. Crazy-ass world where, apparently... The defendant... Alex Jones had a big bowl of beans! Bowl of chili! That's what it is, a big bowl of chili! Before he went in to give his testimony, yeah, this this is a horrible transition, I'm sorry. I think I do a decent Alex Jones impression, though. Alex Jones apparently pled the fifth over 100 times when testifying for his deposition. The thing that that Mr. Jones and all of the defendants uh, and all of the witnesses um, are forgetting is that the Fifth Amendment is meant to be used selectively if you think that you might be incriminating yourself by answering a question. It's not a magic wand that you wave over the whole Hmm. proceeding and you don't have to answer anything. So it's only to be used if you think that the uh, answer that you're about to give will provide evidence to the government that could be used against you in prosecution for a crime. But if it relates to other people, if it relates to general events, if it doesn't lead to your own incrimination, you can't use it like that. So what we're seeing is this extravagant new deployment of the Fifth Amendment uh, as a kind of, you know, get, get out of a subpoena card. Do you believe... Uh, he has a right to remain silent. As, as you describe it, a magic I disagree wand. with Raskin on that. Yesterday? Well, I, I wasn't uh, part of that proceeding, and I don't know that we've spoken about what happened. I think he's been talking about uh, how he used the Fifth Amendment, but I, I'm just stating this. I assume as he was being advised by legal counsel through some of the other proceedings. Um, I, I think maybe he did just go in there all by himself. Misapprehension going on right now about what the Fifth Amendment is. In any event, even if a a person uh, invokes the Fifth Amendment properly in a selective way as to, you know, certain questions, uh, still the government, in this case the committee, uh, has the power to offer someone what's called use immunity, which is we will not use anything that uh, you state that you think might be self-incriminating against you, and then you have to go ahead uh, and answer it. And that, that does create a little bit of a shield over what it is that they've said. Uh, But this is not a way for anybody to escape having to testify for something that the government needs them to testify about. We all owe the government our honest, truthful testimony. I I don't agree with that, Raskin. You're the lawyer, though, but I don't agree with that at all. You can subpoena Alex Jones. I don't think he has to tell you shit. Don't construe that as me taking Alex Jones's side. It's just like on the side of the law. 
I actually do really like our Constitution. It needs some tweaks. Voting should be a right. So Candace Owens was mocked on Saturday Night Live. I enjoyed the skit. Apparently Candace didn't. So we're gonna hear we're gonna hear from two right wingers that are 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 kind of sensitive snowflakes about comedy, apparently. So Candace was portrayed by Iga Wodum and uh I believe it was Kate McKinnon did Laura Ingram. And uh I neither of them enjoyed the depiction apparently. I like I would love it if they made fun of me on Saturday Night Live. I'd wear it as a badge of honor. Like, satire is the sincerest form of flattery. Like, what is wrong with these people? They've got very sensitive egos. That's what it is. What do you think of Saturday Night Live's portrayal of you on their recent episode? Uh, Yes, I have seen this. And I would imagine that we probably have a clip of that that we we can all watch together. My next guest is here to address the voting rights bill, which would make it easier for minorities to vote and harder for white people in Florida to vote twice. Please welcome my one black friend, Candace Owens. Martin Luther King would have voted for Trump. Hello to you, too. Liberals try to make everything about race. To quote the only words that Martin Luther King ever said, I have a dream. That's it. See, look at her face. She is fuming. She is fuming. Is it because the truth hurts? Is that it, Candace? Good Lord. End of quote. (laughs) Nothing about money or jobs or schools, unless you count as Tombstone, which says, great job, gang, racism over. (laughs) I hope people at home are writing this down. Thanks, Laura. No, it's my greatest honor to continue to fight for action. God, I hope she doesn't get me a fucking copyright because of the, all the SNL shit. Thank you, Candace. You know, uh, first and foremost, I was just like, oh, I feel like you could pick somebody that looks a little bit more like me. But um, it, to me, it's interesting. Iga Wodum is beautiful. You should pick somebody that looks a little more like you. What, Ugly? I just like I shouldn't make fun of her looks. To kind of consider what's happening here. It's not really her looks that's ugly. It's her depiction is of Candace Owens being stupid. So you have a black woman that's willing to portray another black woman um, in a stereotype that we're stupid and uninformed, and that we're puppets, um, you know, to white Americans. The great irony being that the Saturday Night Live writers is a predominantly white writing crew. Um, this, which means that this is directly something that a bunch of white people sat around in a room and decided to write, uh, mocking black people that, that ordain the thing for themselves. So I think it's sad for the actress. I don't know. Who I'd say Iga Wodum, uh, that for a small had input. That she would do that. Um, I certainly wouldn't. I would not, you know, mock somebody thinking for themselves or especially portraying them as if they're just monkey stupid, which is, uh, what you, you don't think for yourself, ma'am. Um, that said, um, I always say that comedy, even though that none of that is funny to me, uh, is a protected space. So you won't hear me uh, screaming and yelling about it. I, you know, I'm not easily offended, but I hope that that actress is able to reexamine, you know, who she is representing. Poorly she is amazing. Ego Wodum is awesome. If if you have not checked out SNL in a few years, 
She has been a fantastic addition to the cast. I absolutely adore her. Not just from that skit, but like she's good in everything. Now on to Laura Ingram, who should be honored to be portrayed by Kate McKinnon. And Laura's actually smiling in the in the thumbnail here, so perhaps she took it better than Candace Owens, who was seething. You could tell. Fucking Fox is not playing for me. Why you not play? Why you not play? Doesn't look like Fox put it up on the YouTube. Amy Fox. No, that's not it. God damn it. Make it happen here. And can we all admit it's a disaster? Inflation's out of control. Gas is at $19 a gallon. And the green M&M has been canceled just for being a whore. Tell your side of the story while I stare into the camera like it's a raw piece of steak. Oh, thank you, Laura. Uh, you see... Please welcome my one black friend, Candace Owens. <laughs> Now, there's a reason I like Kate McKinnon. I have so much respect for her as a talent. She's so even-handed in her political commentary, but seriously, think of all the low-hanging fruit provided by Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi. You think they don't make fun of them? On a near-daily basis. I mean, I think this is kind of comedy gold, don't you? I can do a pretty decent Nancy Pelosi. I like doing Kate McKinnon doing me because she's kind of fun right she's very even-handed and yeah at least she's taking it a lot better than candace she doesn't make fun of the other side i'm sure she does wait they're telling me she doesn't she has to. okay i'll come in here's my deal i will come in to snl i've asked to be hung hung backstage a few times you didn't know i was there um i'll do nancy pelosi the impression of pelosi for free i, I i'm a member of sag but i'll do it for free okay Joining me now is Mike Huckabee, who's been... Mike fucking... Wait, what? That's, that's fucking like Kenny Rogers or some shit. Mike Huckabee? Alfin has been skewered a few times. I guess, uh, Mike, I join, you know, I join you in the 
illustrious crowd of those who've been tweaked a little bit. I guess it's kind of fun. People don't believe me, but that was the first time I had seen that sketch. I'd seen her when she did it a couple of times ago or years ago. But that was the first time I saw it. But I don't talk like that, Governor, do I? Not quite. No, you don't. And, you know, the interesting thing about it, Kate McKinnon is an incredibly talented an amazing comedian and actress. I'll give her that. But well. I don't care how good the singer is, you've got to give her a song. And the problem was the comedy writers who wrote that sketch just weren't on the game. Saturday Night Live could be funny, but it isn't. And in part because they just don't seem to have any sense of self-awareness that there is... A I don't think you guys have a sense of self-awareness. Real comedy is going on right now. And that's uh, that's a tragic. But hey, look, you know, you should be honored. They took you oh, on, and great. you were the opening. <laughs> I, well, you know what? Yeah, yeah, that was the cold open. For the first time, my guys in New York are like, "Look at hunk me! Don't look at the thing." But it's actually kind of, it's actually kind of fun, I guess. But do I do this? I guess I should do that more just so I make help her make it look. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. is like Kate McKinnon didn't do enough Nazi salutes. I think it would be wonderful. Oh, didn't you know? Mike Huckabee has a comedy show. If you showed up and showed. The truth is conservatives have sense of humor. But a lot of the people on the left don't. No, no, governor. What you should do. Laura, you should just say what Abraham Lincoln said when they ran him out of town on a rail. If it weren't for the honor of it, I'd just soon pass. So collect the honor and be <laughs> grateful uh, to to have Kate McKinnon take you on. It was uh, really... Yeah, the right cannot comedy. We watch enough Gutfield to know that. But the script was bad, and she just does not have you down, not even close. Well, so I think have to I work should go. It. I'm... Remember when Palin showed up and she actually went to the set? You went to the set. You were very, you know. Just I'm fine. But Paul, every, comedy's gotten too political. Everyone should mix it up. Democrats, Republicans. It's all supposed to be about coming together and getting along better. I'm happy to. Well, they had Trump on when he was running for office. I'm happy to come in and just. And apparently, like, he was really uptight about everything. Green room food. Um, Governor. Great. No shock to anyone. Digging the beard, very cool. <laughs> She's digging the Kenny Kenny Rogers look. Now moving on from that to the top media fells of 2021, according to one Mr. Ben Shapiro. Okay, like, is, is Rodney Carrington a right-wing comedian? If so, he's a good one. Uh, uh, Ron White. Was Ron White, or is Ron White, he's still on his, like, farewell tour. Is he a right-wing comedian? If so, he's a good one. You know, I haven't I haven't seen a lot of comedy here lately. But to be fair, they're not right wing doing the anti woke stuff. I believe it because the the whole JP Sears and that brand of comedy is not funny. 
whatever whatever Steven Crowder is doing over on his show, that's not funny. Now, what Ben Shapiro is getting ready to do, this is probably going to be funny. This is the top media fails of 2021. Welcome to the first annual Media Fibbies. A the Fibbies! Including awards for the dumbest, the worst, the cringiest, and the wokest moments from mainstream media in 2021. All right, and we begin today with category one. Who is the dumbest Cuomo? And I'm going to say it's Andrew. Yeah, I can agree with that. All right. During these hard times. Good one, Shapiro. I'm down with that. A half ago, Andrew Cuomo was going to be president of the United States. And now... I never thought Andrew Cuomo was going to be president of the United States. ...of his cell block. Maybe. He probably thought that. Most spin. This year's winner, NBC's Kelly Stavis. The reporter who was hearing people shout as loud as they could, F*** Joe Biden, and somehow turned that into, let's go, Brandon. Oh, my God. Such an unbelievable. Once again, this is a sports reporter who probably has no idea about politics or anything. I swear. The sports reporters at our TV station, the TV station I work for, had no idea what was going on with anything other than sports. So this poor woman who is probably really young, not that far removed from college, is on a broadcast network that would fine you for airing profanity, did a great job of trying to cover up for a crowd chanting, fuck Joe Biden. She is not a reporter, as in a news reporter. She has no goddamn clue about politics. This wasn't some. That's that's the that's the only thing I can laugh about this with Ben Shapiro. But he's I'm sure he's trying to imply that there is some nefarious means that she was trying to cover up how unpopular Joe Biden is. If she's a fucking sports reporter for NASCAR, she's probably fucking right wing. If if she even pays attention. Unbelievable moment. You can hear the chants from the the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. This has been renamed this year in honor of the winner, the Let's Go Brandon Award. Very impressive stuff. The Late Night Loser Award for cringiest late night host. Oh, you go, this is a Colbert? competition, this one. Wow, this category, it is stacked this year. So you got Jimmy Fallon trying to laugh through the pain with Joe Biden. I mean, I got vaxxed, I got boosted, I got whatever you got. I, I, if you want me to wear red pants, I'll wear red pants. Who's just turned his show into the Democratic Socialists of America roast? That is not fucking DSA. I think counts in this category. She's still considered a late night host, even though no one has ever seen her show ever. There's a severe lack of awareness. Is her show still on? I have not. I used to watch the the episodes on YouTube. Jimmy Kimmel. How could I forget Jimmy Kimmel, the woke pope of late night TV? And that's a damn thing. I do have to give it to Colbert. I knew it was going to be Colbert. A real upset in this category. Jimmy Kimmel was nominated in this category every single year. The biggest L. Which journalist or company posted their biggest L online? Daily Wire. Posted. Daily Wire. That the United States had bombed Japan during World War II with the A-bomb because we wanted to prove to the rest of the world that we had wisely spent our money on the Manhattan Project. That is legitimately the stupidest historical argument anyone has ever made. That is, that is. Drop the bomb 
on Nagasaki and I think it was more to show our strength. Well, we got this bomb line. But yeah, I would I would say that we didn't waste our money on the bomb. Yes, because we did not. We did not have a reason to drop the atomic bomb on Japan. I'm gonna go either of them. The attempt to turn the and that is a fact, Ben Shapiro. Racism. Not guilty. Really reveals like how broken um, the system is, and I do feel like we're in more danger today than it was yesterday. not necessary. That, that is for big sure. Big reach. Kyle Rittenhouse be white. All the people he shot be white. Most nationally damaging fake news story. That is not why they accused him of being racist. Because he went armed, but to counter protest the Black Lives Matter movement. Panic over COVID. These case numbers have been a pretty good GPS of where we are heading. When they go up like this, we are... COVID is a fake news story? does not strike by age. It, it, it does not pay attention to death rates. Now, the media's coverage of Omicron, Omicron, is the worst media coverage of a scientific issue I can imagine. We are at the worst point of the pandemic thus far. Meanwhile, the data show that to date, one person, one, has been documentedly killed... By Omicron in the UK, which means OJ Simpson has killed more people than Omicron. We have immunocompromised people who are incubators for every variant to come. That can't possibly be true. I just saw, I just, he said one person had died of Omicron in the UK. I just saw a quack doctor that was, that was trying to downplay the numbers earlier and still said it was like 50 grand. The fuck is... He was downplaying the numbers. What the... What the fuck? ...of, of COVID just generally. It's, 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 it's not just the most nationally damaging story of the year. It is the most na- nationally damaging story of my lifetime, and it's not close. Next category, the 2021 Lifetime Achievement in Hackery Award. Wow. Another competitive category. I'm going to go... With someone who's young, really young for a lifetime achievement award, but has really demonstrated true hackery above anyone else on TV at this point. And that, of course, is Candace Owens over at CNN. Was the peaceful transfer of power. The name of his show is Reliable Sources. His entire show is supposed to be devoted to honest media coverage. All he does is just demonstrate that he is going to mimic Democratic talking points and cover up bad stuff happening in his own network while simultaneously whining about Fox. There's a new book coming out about this on Tuesday. It's called The Brainwashing of My Dad. He, he's done... I follow the Daily Wire and Ben Shapiro and all the all the offshoots. All they do is bash other networks. Honorable mention there to Brian Williams, who is retiring, and in honor of his prior performance, we will be giving him a non-existent helicopter. Next category, most overpriced TV host. I'm amazed he didn't say helicopter ride. Fuck. George Stephanopoulos gets paid like $15 million a year, which is incredible for a man who is... I'll agree with that one. ...ability to do things. I'm George Stephanopoulos. Who who imagined when when they were inhabiting the headquarters of, of Keebler as a Keebler elf that he would be making that kind of money? Landslide. It's, it's an incredible, incredible... Ben Shapiro is accusing somebody else of looking like a Keebler elf? What the fuck? TikTok star Benny Drum. Self-awareness. That intern at the White House routine. Wow, we have some video of that. Hey, POTUS. That is horrifying. You know that it's bad when you become a meme. Hey, Jen, don't forget to have fun. 
That wasn't the meme that that, that okay, so here we spawned from that. Week. Like the it was the sign and the outside. What? Going I hadn't seen that. End of the world. Joy Reid, by consensus, wins most hysterical host this year. I'm so sad that you did that. So sad that you did that. Oh my God. The dying in darkness. That wasn't that wasn't hysterical at all. Okay, so I'm. I've seen Benjamin fucking. Ben Shapiro running down AOC, what, a week ago, two weeks ago, whenever we watched that video? That was hysteria. Just the contempt on his face for AOC. That was far more hysterical than, than what anything Joy Reid has done. Really? The reason I'm going to say CNN is because I don't think CNN really does a lot of original reporting anymore. They really made their bones on live news coverage and original reporting. Something is happening outside. I don't think any news outlet does. And fucking the Daily Wire talking about not doing original reporting. Like, you guys try to pass yourself off as a news outlet, and you don't do any original reporting. The original content you make is like your fucking book club. Which, oh, you've got a video up about what George Orwell got wrong in 1984. We're going to watch that in a a day or two, I'm sure. Fuck. But, like, you guys do no original reporting. Commentary masquerading as objective journalism. The New York Times is a crappy newspaper, but they do have good reporters that are sometimes working for them, and they do spend an awful lot of money. Alex Jones would be great for the Hysteria Award. Yes. Story. And so you actually have to go in and read the story to actually uncover what the headline should be. But I don't think that they've degraded their brand in quite the same way that CNN is. I think you'd be hard-pressed to find people who think that CNN is honest journalism these days. Whereas I think you can still find people who think that the New York Times does some decent reporting. The Starving Polar Bear Award for Achievement in Climate... Okay, like, there are, there are issues to have with, with corporate media, especially... Fucking CNN and the New York Times aren't flat out lying to you. They lie by omission. They take the the corporatist stance. They take the the uh, the position of the state. New York Times helped lie us into war with Iraq, but I can promise you. Reading the New York Times and watching CNN will make you far more informed than reading the Daily Wire and watching Fox News. Hands down, without a question. Sorry, Ben Shapiro. I'm at reporting. I'm going to give this to the New York Times. The New York Times did a, a compendium, and it was the world is burning. Here are all the areas of the world that are burning. We're all going to die. There was a guy ice skating on a on a canal in Amsterdam, and then he sort of fell through the ice, and frankly, I thought that was kind of funny. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, but the New York Times telling me how difficult things are, how bad it's going to be, when I am sure that all of the wealthy patrons of the New York Times have Palm Beach homes directly on the beach. Uh, uh, So they're not that worried about global global warming, apparently. Uh, Yeah, I'm going to go with the New York Times on this. What a stupid argument. You're a stupid man, Shapiro. It really is the Oscar. I'm sorry, you're fucking, you're probably a sociopath because you're not stupid. When we began this. Alrighty, now we get to the big categories because we're reaching the end of, of this show. Worst host. Ben Shapiro. So much Ben Shapiro. We had to expand the category. It used to be five, now it's ten. There's only one host, I think, who's really fit for this category, as it turns out. Worst host. Just bad at being a host. Ben Shapiro. Samantha B. Matt Walsh. 
There's no redeeming quality to Samantha Bee. People are hungry for kind, heartfelt comedy that soothes the heart That'd be funny. spirit. Well, that's not me, fart knockers. You could say that, that Joy Reid, you know, I, I assume that you're, if you're on her side, that was funny. you find her kind of wild, crazy brand entertaining in some sort of way. Why not the same media attention when people of color go missing? Well, the answer actually has a name. Missing white woman syndrome. Yes. And if you are like a real devotee of CNN, maybe you find... Man, I bet that plays well with your racist audience, doesn't it, Ben? Edifying in some way. Samantha Bee is a horrifically untalented white lady who hasn't said a funny thing in years and whose brand of humor is to apparently just say things from the Emily's List website. This motherfucker is misogynist as hell. audience to laugh. That's why I'm bringing you our new segment, Shit Your Pants, America. She's an actual terrorist. Worst show. Okay, I'm going to say... Ben Shapiro. Saturday Night Live. Saturday Night Live has become absolutely unwatchable. It's like your college roommates at the local JUCO who get high and only read the headlines from Yahoo News. And so they're just going to make insular references to one another in the most obvious and ridiculous way like saturday night live has destroyed itself that just, if only for that one segment of the lady dressed up as a clown, the clown ranting about how it's important that clowns get abortion oh gotcha gotcha i had an abortion that was funny my 23rd birthday okay saturday night live goes at the top of this list for me most likely to cry on air uh for the next year all of them because Election night 2022 is going to be a bloodbath for Democrats. It's going to be the end of Reservoir Dogs. It's going to be the shining when the elevator doors open. It's just going to be it's going to be blood everywhere. We're going to have such a, a hate watch festival on election night 2022. It's going to be spectacular. We're just going to be flipping from MSNBC to CNN. It's going to be the end of, of Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's going to be faces melting and heads exploding. And it's going to be fantastic. There you have it, gang, the very best of the absolute worst in our media institutions. Comment below to let us know your favorite award. Let us know about any awards that we missed. Well, there you have it. Uh, I can't add anything to that. Here's a cat getting a bath. Some cats really like taking baths, amazingly enough. Oh, right, right wingers went fucking nuts. I election night 2020 was a lot of fun. For us, especially with January after the special elections, they fucking lost it. Maynard gets in the bathtub with me, but I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't take a bath like that. He doesn't like to be rubbed. He likes me to get him a little wet and pet his, pet the top of his head with my wet hand. Like sits on the... The side of the bathtub. Wants me to give him a little wet. Oh shit, we watched the orangutan driving a golf cart. That was my animal video. A week or two ago. 
Man, that, that fucking I told Sparkles I wanted the orangutan to be our PA for the freak show. That orangutan knew what he was doing. And like he he would he put both hands on the wheel when he had to turn, but then he was like cruising with one hand. He was so fucking cool. I loved I loved that orangutan. If you are watching on Twitch, you're going to head over to Sir Wampus. I don't believe I've ever been on their stream before. Go check them out and say hey. Go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm just he's looking he looks like he's happy when you're saying poor kitty. He's into it. She's into it. I'm not sure which one it is. <laughs> yeah, if if the cat wasn't into the bath, it would not be acting like that. Believe me. I've got three cats that don't enjoy baths. Uh, go ahead, light one up, tip one back. It's all right to have a little fun before you hit the sack. I'm Justin Freakin'. We will see you tomorrow night on the Troll Patrol. Live.